This is the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode 46. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a sweet little device that really supports respiratory health, in particular lung health. And chances are pretty good that if someone watches you use this device, you're going to get teased. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Liz Fulcher. I've been practicing the art and science of aromatherapy since 1991, teaching since 1997. And you can find my online classes at aromaticwisdominstitute.teachable.com. And I'm just going to jump right in on the topic of the day, which is using a salt pipe. Some people call it a Himalayan salt pipe. Just to give you kind of an overview of what I'm going to be covering in this episode. So of course, I'm going to talk about what is a salt pipe type of inhaler. Uh, how might it benefit you or anybody you know that has respiratory discomforts. And I'll tell you about my little story, how I came to use it and really love it. I'm going to talk about the simple mechanics of using it, super easy. Uh, how often should you use it? How do you take care of it? What's the best salt? And where you can buy one. So real straightforward episode on this incredible little device that I did not know about until uh, probably a year and a half ago. And now I can't live without it. That's not really true, but I love it. It's just, it's like my neti pot. It's just one of those devices that is so good for keeping me healthy. Okay, let's go. So what the heck is a salt pipe and how do you use it? Let me start by being clear that what I'm talking about is a pipe style inhaler. What makes it a pipe is that you use it with your mouth. If you Google salt inhaler, you'll, you'll find a bunch of different little devices, mostly tubes uh, that are to be used with through the nostril where you're breathing in from the little device, the little tool through your nostrils. What I'm talking about is a pipe style salt inhaler. All the salt pipes I've ever seen have been made of ceramic. Uh, there may be ones out there made of porcelain. If they're made of plastic, I would absolutely avoid it. It is non-electric. It's not very big. It's about six inches in height. And it has a little hole at the bottom. Uh, it's it's a, got a flat bottom with a hole. And you turn it over. You add salt to it. And at the top is a mouthpiece. And what this is, it is a delivery system designed specifically to benefit the respiratory system and in particular the lungs because you are breathing in, you put your mouth over the mouthpiece and I'm going to give you some details about that in a second, but you put your mouth over the mouthpiece, you inhale and of course what you are inhaling goes directly into the lungs, but it also benefits the throat, the sinus passages, the entire respiratory system, but the, where it hits first is the lungs. You know, using salt 
to support respiratory health and for respiratory wellness is not a new concept at all. It's been around for centuries, and it's called halo therapy. The word halo is a Greek prefix, which means salt. So it literally means salt air therapy. Think about people who go to the beach to breathe in the healthy salt air. And a really popular trend now is to sit in a salt room. There are rooms made with blocks of Himalayan salt. And the idea is to breathe in the salt particles to improve breathing and to give you an overall sense of well-being. So that answers the question, what is a salt pipe? Next, I'm going to give you step-by-step instructions on how to use a salt pipe. So first of all, when you purchase it, it will probably come with a bag of Himalayan salt inside with the pipe. If it doesn't, Pink Himalayan salt is really easy to find. You can probably get it at your local supermarket, depending on where you live. You can certainly find it in a health food store and definitely online. I'll give you a link in the show notes to some places in Amazon where you can get it. If you are buying it either as a refill or just for the first time, make sure you get coarse grain salt. You don't want to get fine. You want a bigger crystal. Okay, from here, it's super easy. At the base of the salt pipe is a plug. Remove it. Fill your pipe with the salt crystals until it is nearly full. Place the plug securely back into the hole. And you'll you'll notice, by the way, that at the base, there are a lot of small holes. Those are just to allow air to flow up and through the pipe. Next, place your mouthpiece between your lips and draw air in gently through your mouth Remove your mouth from the mouthpiece and hold it. So when you inhale, you put your mouth over the mouthpiece just for inhalation. You want to exhale away from the mouthpiece. And try to exhale through your nose. That way the salt air is going into your lungs, through your throat, and out your uh, nasal passages, kind of benefiting the whole, all all the lining and all the um, passages of your respiratory system. This is a dry therapy. You benefit from the crystals being as dry as possible. So as you're breathing out, don't exhale back into the device. Uh, Your out breath is going to have moisture and get into the pipe and it's going to dampen the salt crystals. So that's why I say, turn your head, exhale away from the pipe. Speaking of dry therapy, this is not a therapy in which we use our beloved essential oils. Nothing wet, no water, no hydrosols, no essential oils, nothing. It's the salt is plenty of therapeutic goodness for for this procedure. People of all ages can do this salt pipe inhaler. I have read not for kids under the age of five, and I honestly don't know why. I would say if they're old enough to understand how to inhale, even as little as three, I'd say younger than that, and they, they're probably not even going to do it right but I would do it for uh, children, you know, as, as young as three, where they understand the concept of inhaling and uh, turning their head away. I think maybe they recommend uh, kids five and over just because they will do it properly. And terrific for seniors. Again, I don't, I can't think of anyone who, for whom this therapy would not be beneficial. I recommend you don't share your, your um, salt pipe that Everyone in the family has their own personal salt pipe inhaler. 
like a toothbrush, like a neti pot, like any tool that we use for our personal wellness and hygiene. Everyone should have their own. All right, let's have a look now at the benefits of using a Himalayan salt pipe style inhaler. I'm going to share with you my experience of discovering this thing and how it helped me. In January of 2020, I started noticing that I was wheezing at times when I would come back from a walk in the cold, when I laughed a lot and laughed really hard, I would start wheezing. And in particular, after cleaning a very dusty area. I have four cats and they create fur and dust and all kinds of dirt that I did not know was possible. So I'm constantly cleaning their little areas and I would notice the wheezing afterward. A few years ago, I was given a salt inhaler as a gift and I had never used it, but I had an intuitive feeling that this would be an op- that this was something that I needed to use to help my wheezing. I know that salt is very, very good for the respiratory system. I knew I had this pipe and somehow it was a download from spirit. I don't know. But I thought, wait a minute, let me try this pipe. And it was so helpful. As soon as I started, as soon as I uh, began to feel that tightness in my chest and begin to hear that bit of wheezing, I would get out the pipe, inhale deeply for, I don't know, about five minutes. And within a few minutes, I was able to expel the mucus that was building up in my lungs, and my breathing was much more clear. I eventually did see my doctor, and she diagnosed me with mild adult-onset asthma, which I guess is pretty common as people get older. And I really do believe it's because of these cats. I've never experienced anything like this until we got the cats. I'm not going to get rid of them, but I do need to keep my immunity boosted. I've got my salt pipe. I also have medication if I need it, but I actually don't. As long as I keep things super clean, keep the cats well brushed. Um, And I actually wear a mask now as if we're not wearing masks often enough. I wear a mask in the house when I'm cleaning. I wear a mask when I am doing yard work. if If I think there's any kind of pollen or mold or anything that could affect my lungs. So I'm taking more precautions. I don't really need the medication. And my first line of defense is always grab my uh, salt pipe and just use that five, 10 minutes if I want to just keep on breathing in that salt air. And it, you'd be amazed very quickly the that mucus that is building up in your lungs starts to thin and you can expel it. Now, in terms of why breathing in salt is so helpful, it's still a bit of a mystery to me. Uh, I was able to find a lot of compelling anecdotal evidence as I was preparing this episode, including, you know, my own experience. I did find a website with some pretty compelling anecdotal evidence. It's called the Salt Cave. It's a clinic in the UK that specializes in salt therapy. And I have a quote from a woman who who had COPD and her experience of using the salt therapy, so sitting in one of these salt rooms. She says, the salt cave changed my life. Before my first visit, I was on lots of antibiotics and steroids, basically confined to my home, and I hated to be around people because my breathing was so noisy. However, this has now changed thanks to salt therapy. The salt cave lets me live again and manage my illness in a way that means I can enjoy life again. 
When I walk out of the salt cave, I feel high on life. I call it my heaven on earth. This is one woman's story. I'll put a link to the salt cave in the show notes. Uh, Again, I haven't been able to find any really hard scientific evidence on halo therapy, but I did come across a blog post by the American Lung Association that says, when fine salt particles are inhaled, they fall on the airway linings and they draw water into the airway. This thins the mucus and makes it easier for your body to expel it. That really makes sense to me. This will help reduce the inflammation in your lungs. You'll be able to get rid of that phlegm that is building up. It makes you feel more comfortable. Also, salt is antiseptic. It actually has antiseptic antibacterial effects. So that's going to you know, further protect your respiratory system. Another way that uh, salt inhalers can support you is giving you a better night's rest because if you are tossing and turning because you're wheezing and you can't sleep, you can keep your salt pipe near your bed and breathe that in. So, uh, of course, if you have a a rescue inhaler, by all means, keep that by too. But I always like to try the the most gentle, the least invasive, and... um, the most natural therapy that I can first before I go into my medication. Anyway, I'll take a, I'll um, add a link to the American Lung Association also in the show notes. You know, my opinion at this point is even if you do not have respiratory issues per se, the salt pipe is a great way to, to clean and kind of detox your respiratory system, just like a neti pot. People use a neti pot to clear their sinuses to wash and rinse out their sinuses from pollen and things that accumulate and mucus. And you don't have to be sick or have a cold to use an eddy pot. It can be like brushing your teeth. That's the way I kind of now am looking at the salt pipe. From a practical standpoint, the salt pipe is so easy to use. It is not expensive. It is drug-free, it is non-invasive, and can be used by anyone from, as I said, from kids to seniors. Okay, what type of salt is best to use with a salt pipe inhaler? I always recommend Himalayan salt. And the reason I recommend this particular salt is, first of all, it is proven to be good for you. It has a lot of minerals. People have been using pink Himalayan salt for a while now, and it's shown to be safe. And I'm not a salt expert. I know there are a lot of types of salt out there. There is Dead Sea salt. I would not use Epsom salts. If you want to explore the different types of salt out there and see if there's something better that suits you, you go for it and let me know what you find. But because it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Himalayan salt works great. And that is what I use and what I recommend. I have a blog post about Himalayan salt that goes into a lot more details about the benefits. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. How often should you use your salt pipe? As often as you like. Once a day is probably plenty, or if you want to do it twice a day, like brushing your teeth in the morning and again at night, use the pipe inhaler, nothing wrong with that. If you're having an acute health issue, you may want to do it five times a day, you know, increase the the number of times you're doing it. If you're having that bad of an issue, you may need to see a doctor and go with medication. Uh, But as part of your regular self-care routine, once or twice a day is plenty. If you have a question about chronic versus acute, 
when does a condition become a chronic and when exactly, you know, what exactly is acute? I do have a podcast. I episode 44 went into great details about what constitutes acute and chronic. How often do you need to change the crystals and how do you take care of your pipe? Personally, uh, I change the crystals about once a month, depending on how often I use it and if it stays dry. I also would not store it in a bathroom because of the humidity. And also, I personally live in a humid climate. Pennsylvania gets can get really, the air can get very wet in the summer, very humid. And because keeping the salt dry is crucial, I might even change it more often in the summer. And again, I store it in air, my house is air conditioned, so I store it in a, in a room that is dry. If they do become moist or wet, just pour them out, make sure it's bone dry on the inside. I, I, I don't even use, um, I don't use soap to clean mine. I simply rinse it out and let it air dry. If I'm in a hurry, I will uh, use a hairdryer to dry it out or if I just want to make sure that it's absolutely bone dry and then I put new salt back in. Where to buy your salt pipe? You can find them any place that deals with natural wellness. You can find them in health food stores. Of course, there's always Amazon. I'll put some links in the show notes to ones that I found on Amazon that I would personally use. One of the thing I just, one of the type of pipes I recently ran across, I've never seen before, and it's in two pieces. Generally, they're all in one piece with a little plug at the bottom. At first, I was intrigued and I thought, oh, that would make it so easy to fill. You unscrew it. It comes, there is a break right in the middle and you unscrew it and pour the salt in. But after I looked at it, I thought with that seam, it just feels like a place where moisture could get in. So I personally am sticking with my one piece uh, pipe inhaler. Uh, I've seen the prices range anywhere from 13 to 20 US dollars, depending on if it comes with salt or not. But do look around. There are different qualities and different prices. And you may find it cheaper to buy the inhaler without the salt and then to buy your salt separately. All right, that is everything you ever wanted to know about a Himalayan salt pipe inhaler, I think. I hope so. If I've forgotten something, you can always go to aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash contact and send me a message saying, Liz, I have a question or wait, Liz, you forgot something really important. I love hearing from my listeners, questions, comments. Obviously, I love all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Makes me so happy. Speaking of happy, how about we take a moment to smell my life? Okay, I've got three very quick little stories how I've used aromatics in the last couple of weeks. First of all, I love patchouli. My husband loves patchouli. And when I take my laundry out of the washer... I will sprinkle patchouli all over everything in the the wet wash, in particular towels. And I'm kind of careful with the clothing, but if it's towels, uh, washcloths, things like that, I sprinkle it, throw it in the dryer, and everything is just sort of has a gentle uh, aroma of patchouli. That only works if you love patchouli, which we do. I also had some coriander hydrosol to use up. And so I sprinkle that all over the floor 
poured it actually, and washed my floor with coriander hydrosol. And that smelled really interesting. I will use whatever hydrosol I have to use up. It doesn't matter the flavor. It doesn't matter the aroma, the plant source. It's all um, good. And I'm, I'm not sure what therapeutic properties are left when it's a bit old, but it's water. It smells good and it makes me happy. And the third quick story has to do with, a, I had a weird pain in my left arm. And I knew, because this has happened to me before, I knew that it was an entrapped nerve at my elbow. That's actually a common thing. It's called cubital tunnel syndrome. And, but the pain also kind of radiated up. But anyway, I made a blend with trauma oil. And I have a blog post all about trauma oil. I'll put a link in the show notes, which, by the way, just a little FYI, aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash 046 is where you'll find all these show notes I keep talking about. So trauma oil was the um, was the base. I used German chamomile because all the blue oils are great for inflammation. I used clove oil for pain and spike lavender uh, also for pain because of the uh, camphor. And just continued to massage and stretch. Stretching is really important when you have nerve entrapment. It's pinched and you need to open it up. That had really helped. I, after about three days, I started to feel a difference. Yes, I also took Advil because I wanted to reduce that inflammation. But I know that the, the chemistry of those three oils, the eugenol in the clove, which is amazing for pain, the camphor in the spike lavender, also good for pain, and the camazuline in the German chamomile. I know that those components would address my issue. And it really did. It's a great blend dress for general pain. So that's this week's Smell My Life. I have one last thing that I would like to share with you before we say goodbye. And I am going to bring back a segment that for whatever reason, I've stopped doing, and it's called Ask Liz. I get asked questions all the time. People write to me at my email address, on Facebook, on Instagram, on, uh, of course, the website. I'm frequently asked questions, just advice, or they're not quite sure what to do with an oil. And I've actually, I save those questions, and I'm going to answer at least one every episode. A listener of this podcast actually contacted me with this question. Liz, when using essential oils in the bath, what do you use as a dispersant? Oil and water don't mix. I know using Epsom salts is an option, but do you have any others? Thank you so much. Terrific question. And this is a really good one for you beginners. Epsom salts does not act as a dispersant. To It's true. You're absolutely right. Essential oils and water do not mix because of polarity. And you need a solvent to take those essential oils and break them down so that they become one with the water and they don't uh, irritate your skin. Epsom salts will not do that. You can absolutely put Epsom salts in the bath, but you need something to break down that essential oil, a fatty product as a dispersant. Any vegetable oil will work. Uh, you can use aloe vera gel. It wouldn't be my first choice. If you don't have any essential oil, I beg your pardon, if you don't have any vegetable oils, you can even use full fat milk 
you know, not skim milk or cream. It's the uh, fat that you want in the with the essential oil. Epsom salts will not disperse the essential oils. So take your essential oil, add it to a little bit of even, you know, whatever cooking oil you've got and put that in the tub to protect your skin. I hope that helps. If you have a question for me, go to aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash contact. And in the subject line, just put Ask Liz and ask me your question and I will definitely answer it. I may just respond right to hit reply or I may read it on the podcast. That is a wrap for episode 46, all about the Himalayan salt pipe. Thank you again for spending some time with me. This wouldn't be any fun without you. Until next time, be happy, be well.